there, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and this is... Jeremiah. Well, hello, Jeremiah. How are you? I'm great, Lorraine. How are you doing? I am so well. I've got 99% of my Christmas shopping done. I've got my father-in-law in here. We've got family coming this weekend. Very excited. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. And how are you? Good. Good. We're, uh, well, Cassie works tomorrow, or, which would be Christmas Eve. For those of you oh. tracking. So we're trying to get things done today, the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve. Um, so that's kind of hectic usually for us, but we'll power through it. It's like 20 <laughs> degrees there, isn't it? It is cold. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's cold. Yeah. Um, this is like the big winter storm of the century or something they keep calling it. Is that true? I mean... It's not as bad as 2021 was for us, because um, it's not raining. It's dry, oh, at least. Yeah. yeah. But I am sitting here in my office with my little personal heater underneath the desk blowing heat on me, because I sit by windows, and then it's just cold. Yeah. 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 No, we don't. Actually, we are the, uh, what I've heard is that San Diego is supposed to be the warmest place in the United States on Christmas Day. Really? Warmer than Hawaii. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? I know. So, <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be like 78 degrees, I think, or something wow. like that. I know. I'm like so looking forward to that. I'm so spoiled. I am so stinking spoiled. It's not even funny. We, I, the, we're kind of excited that it's not in the 70s on Christmas. And so it's, it's going to be nice having a cold Christmas. Yeah. You know... I don't miss that. Sorry. <laughs> it's more Christmassy that we're not wearing shorts and t-shirts. You know, it's, I'm, I'm just, I just, yeah. I moved away from the Northeast for a specific reason. And that's the reason why I right. do not like being cold. It's just one of those things. It's one of the reasons why I won't go swimming because I don't like being cold. I love to swim but I don't like being cold. So I keep delaying the exercise. Yeah. I never, I didn't really like pools till we got our own and then realizing how much pleasant, how much more pleasant summer is when you have a pool. So pleasant. Yes. You know, I've spent I, more time outside than ever in my life. I kind of, um, you know, we were on the fence on when we did our backyard a couple of years ago, like our backyard was, horrible it was so horrible when we first moved in here and we waited and we waited and then finally we decided to hire somebody and we went like Zeriscape, where it's like there's no grass anywhere on my property at all wow. so but we've got like fruit trees and you know we've got foliage but it's all rocks and um mulch so, uh, but we were on the fence whether to get a pool or not, because our backyard is big enough to put a pool, but it, it, it would have cost like a half a million dollars, I think, to put in. It would have been like two or three, it would have been easily $200,000 to put in a in, yeah. you know, in round pool. That that's is, way too expensive. Well, it's that and, well, that's because it, not only are you putting the pool in, you got to put the, you know, equipment. the what well you got uh, uh what do you call it like pavers 
Oh yeah, and, you, gotta, you know, you have to make it like a deck area yeah. around it. You got to landscape it all and do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't do it. Kind of kicking myself. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if that would have been like a second loan on the house. I don't think I wanted to do that. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't do that. Anyway, to all those who are out there listening to us babble. Uh, welcome and thank you for being here. Uh, Merry Christmas. We are Merry on Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve Eve is what we're at, yes. right? Yes. So we're two days away from Christmas and so excited. Um, and uh, but we're gonna backtrack a little bit. So uh, here's a little um, information. So we're a little behind because on Tuesday when I went to do my podcast. Uh, I had some technical issues with my computer, so we're a couple of chapters behind, so I apologize for anybody who was looking to do their Bible study with us. Mm -hmm. So today, we are going to do, we're going to start fresh, so we're going to do episode 64.1, and we're going to pick up where we left off with chapter 48, Um, and then, I'll tell them to, right, but we're going to take a week off because it's so crazy during the holidays and we have been so consistent for over a year we've pretty much done it consistently i think yeah oh yeah so we're going to take a week off and we will pick up the monday after uh new year's day whatever so january 2nd is it january 2nd is that monday yes okay So that's what we're going to do. That following Monday after New Year's, we're going to do that. Yeah. All right. So uh, why don't we go ahead and dive in? Because both of us, we got stuff to do. (laughs) Sorry, everybody, but (laughs) we are all in the thick of it. So everybody can understand. Um, Do you want to go ahead and pray? Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Holy Lord, uh, we come before you now and in this season of Christmas, Lord, and Uh, We offer our thanksgiving and our praise and our worship to you, Lord. Uh, What a wonderful time of year that we have that we can celebrate um, the birth of Christ and and remember that he is the Savior. Uh, He is God on earth. And uh, what what a thing to be able to have uh, someone that was willing to, to live a life of a human and die for our sins, Lord. Uh, your, your only begotten son, just what, what an amazing, amazing gift of Jesus and gift of grace that you've given us, Lord. Mm. Uh, my prayer is for, uh, this season, uh, it is for family and sometimes we get caught up in, uh, distractions instead of remembering Christ and remembering family, Lord. So my prayer is that all those who are listening, Lord, and watching, uh, that they are, are, are blessed and that they get a little tug on on their mind and their heart on what the season's about, Lord. It's about sharing the birth of Christ and sharing it with family and friends. And uh, there are people that have a difficult time during the, the holiday season, Lord. And I pray that those of us uh, that are here, we can be a light to those, opening up uh, ourselves to to talk and greet and be a light into the world lord again we thank you for jesus just what a wonderful ultimate gift uh, that allows us to be with you in an eternity lord uh we get to 
praise you and and live the life that you want us to, to, to be, Lord. And my prayer is that we all strive for that. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say. Order our steps and help us to stay focused on what the true meaning of the season is. Lord, we just want to focus on the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, and the reason why he came here. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. That was a great prayer. Thank you. Uh, I've been praying all day. I mean, it's been like... (laughs) I started out with Sharon this morning. Then I got a text from another friend saying that somebody needed prayer so i just stop and pray for that person they needed healing and i went back and prayed for somebody i mean it's been like an ongoing like thing. not that i'm any like i'm not you know i'm not like a i just pray i don't you know i don't have any special gifts let me just say that out loud i don't have any special connections i'm just the same as everybody else you know but when god tells you to pray though that's something i learned from uh you remember john david Mm-hmm. Uh, Martinez, John David used to be one of our, for those out there who don't know us, uh, was one of our, our worship leaders. And I don't know if I've told this story, but that man and Amanda Singer, both of them yeah. were such inspirations. Um, when you ask them to pray for you, they would literally stop right wow. there mm-hmm. in the hallway, in your office, whatever it was, and they would pray over you. Yeah. So, I mean, I took that and kind of ran with it. And I tried to be that because that was just a good example of, you know, what you're supposed to do. So Exactly. Anyway, that's my that's my nugget. That's my it's the little things. We did that's a little right. earlier. No, I'm kidding. All right. Chapter forty eight, uh, episode sixty four point one. <clears throat> Jacob blesses Manasseh and Ephraim. One day, not long after this, word came to Joseph. Your father is failing rapidly. So Joseph went to visit his father, and he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has come to see you. So Jacob gathered his strength and sat up in his bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful and will multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations, and I will give this land of Canaan to your descendants after after you as an everlasting possession. Now, I am claiming as my own sons these two boys of yours, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. They will be my sons, just as Reuben and Simeon are. But any children born to you in the future will be your own, and they will inherit land within the territories of their brothers Ephraim and Manasseh. Long ago, as I was returning from Padan Aram, Rachel died in the land of Canaan. We were still on the way some distance from Ephrath, that is Bethlehem, so with great sorrow I buried her there beside the road of Ephrath. Then Jacob looked over at the two boys. Are these your sons, he asked? Yes, Joseph told him. These are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Jacob was half blind because of his age and could hardly see. 
So Joseph brought the boys close to him, and Jacob kissed and embraced them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children too. Joseph moved the boys who were at their grandfather's knees, <clears throat> and he bowed with his face to the ground. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. With his right hand, he directed Ephraim toward Jacob's left hand, and with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. But Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boys' boys' heads. He put his right hand on the right I'm sorry, he put his right hand on the head of Ephraim, though he was the younger boy, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, though he was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. But Joseph was upset when he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head. So Joseph lifted it to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. No, my father, he said, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused. I know, my son, I know, he replied, Manasseh will also become a great people, but his younger brother will become even greater, and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. So Jacob blessed the boys that day with this blessing. The people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing. They will say, may God make you a prosperous, as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Jacob said to Joseph, Look, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. And beyond what I have given your brothers, I am giving you an extra portion of the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. All right. Well, let's go back to the beginning. There was something I wanted to mention, but I'll say it when we get to that verse. Okay. Um, so I started with verse one. All right. Did go you start it. with anything? Um, did you? Did no, you I didn't highlight? get until verse two. Okay, I did that too. Um, so he, Joseph gets word that his father is failing rapidly. Uh, so he takes his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, to go see him. And then Joseph arrives with Jacob, and Jacob was told that your son has arrived, right? Right. Verse 2. So I, I think this is just a show of respect to for both sides, actually. You know, Joseph, knowing that the end is near and coming and bringing his sons with him to see Jacob as a sign of respect to his father. And then his father, you know, gathers him strength and sits up in bed is is a sign of respect for Joseph. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, he he realizes how uh, powerful Joseph has become. And also he realizes that Joseph has been a, a godly man mm -hmm. during this whole time, you know, when he started out in captivity and you know, his brothers sold him and 
you know, so he knows that Joseph's a very, you know, powerful man. And he's, like he said, I think he's given him, um, you know, the respect that he deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I did three, too. I did three and four. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of giving you a little bit of a background. Like he's reminding us that, you know, God appeared to him and promised him that he would have a, a multitude of descendants. Yeah. So well, and that's been the promise for, for generations. And the fact that they still have faith in that is also impressive. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, uh, he's continuing with that tradition and that mm. faithfulness, basically, mm. you know? Yeah. And then I jumped down into seven. Did you get anything before that? I highlighted five and six, just the the way he talks about how he's claiming Joseph's sons. And then uh, the children born to you in the future will be yours and, and not necessarily you know, mine. I think that's just kind of a interesting way of, you know, the blessing that, that he's putting on his grandchildren. Okay. All right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you're right. I didn't know you can actually do that, but I mean, I think that, uh, their traditions are different from anything that we ever understood. Right. You know, I mean, they claim, you know, make claims to things like this and, so well, I think that that's what, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say, you know, speaking, being in the Christmas season, like this is about family. I think this is really what this is. Part of what this chapter is about is experiencing multi-generational family. Yes. I, I agree with that. I, you know, it's funny because when we were reading in the back of my head, I was thinking, why didn't we read the Christmas story today? We're right before Christmas. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Did that even occur to you? Because it didn't occur to me until after we started. Uh, not really, because we're going chapter by chapter. But, I mean, it's it's not a bad idea to revisit those kind of things when yeah. we're moving but, through. So. so, going to that, because we all know what the Christmas story is, you know, Jesus being right. born. But what I found was interesting how the name of Bethlehem, and this is what Dr. Jeremiah was talking about last week, how many times mm. the city of Bethlehem is mentioned in the Old Testament. Ah, and yeah. this, I'm not sure if this is the first time I'm seeing it. I think it might be the first time we're seeing it. And of course, that's exactly where Jesus was born. He had to be born there um, mm -hmm. in Bethlehem. And it had to be, there were so many things that led to Jesus being born in Bethlehem. You know, the right. fact that Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem to get the survey done or the census or whatever it was, but he couldn't go a week later. He couldn't go a week earlier. You know, the star appears at that particular time. I mean, it's mm. all encompassing, you know, all of it. But right. I just thought that was kind of cool that the name of Bethlehem popped up that today. Cool. Yeah. So I, that was what that, I just said that. Um, and then I did nine. Um, Joseph says, these are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob mm -hmm. says, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Yeah. So I highlighted, you know, I don't know what else you, did you do anything? 
After that, I, I highlighted bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Okay. And then Jacob's half blind. But he's very grateful that he got to see Joseph again because he thought he was never going to see him again. He thought right. he was gone, dead, torn to pieces by some animal. And then not only does he get that blessing, but he also gets the blessing of seeing his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. You know, so I highlighted all of that. Um, I didn't do anything between 12 and 14, did you? No, I didn't. I basically highlighted all of 16 and 15 and 16. Yeah. <coughs> So, you know, I think there's, obviously there's a purpose to the reason that, you know, Joseph is trying to get him to bless the right son, the oldest Mm -hmm. son with his right hand and the youngest son with his left hand. Um, And so then he says this prayer over him, right? Right. Um, Did you want to read through that? Um. Yeah, because I think this what this shows is the importance of praying for your children and your grandchildren, for your family and friends. Since we yeah. were, you know, talking about the early, just stopping and praying. Yeah. Uh, you know, may the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God also who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they preserve my name and the name of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I wanted to add this on there too. Like the tradition of, and it, it's hard, especially with, with COVID and, and the way things are now, but you know, I think laying a hand on people and praying for them, I think that is important. Like the touch of someone praying over you, I think is important. Obviously we pray for each other over video over phone or text or whatever, but I mean, I think there's something special when you're able to, to lay a hand on someone and actually pray with them and over them. I agree with that. Um, I, you know, the other thing too, uh, people think that I think that people, many people, not all people, but I think that they feel like they're not adequate enough to pray Mm -hmm. uh, that they're not good. And you know what? You don't have to have fancy words. You don't have to have, they call it Christianese. You don't have to, you know, I think that if you just talk to God the way, like you, when you pray, Mm -hmm. you pray, like I pray, I I pray, like I'm talking to God. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a conversation like this, he's not looking for special fanciness, right? A, he wants, you know, he wants you to be thankful. He wants you to especially be thankful for Jesus, but he also wants you to name people by name. He wants, even though he knows everything, you know, Mm -hmm. he knows what's in your heart, but naming people by name and, uh, and blessing them. But what my point is blessing with oil, anointing Mm -hmm. with oil. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you can't do that. You know, if you get, I keep a little bottle of olive oil, uh, just a tiny little, you know, one of those travel, you know, yeah. bottles. And I, I, a couple of years ago, I probably should do it again, but I went through every room and I, I anointed with oil, the windows and the doorways. Mm-hmm. I did my front door, my back door, my garage door, anything that, you know, I just wanted to just cover my house 
and just bless the house to make sure that there was no evil going to be coming inside. And, right. you know, I just, you know, and I, I actually wrote down a prayer just so that I, I had, you know, blessed. It doesn't have to be blessed by a priest. I mean, no. maybe some people feel that that is the way it should go. I don't believe that. I don't think God feels that way. I think he wants right. it. That's the reason why Jesus came. So yes. that we have direct access to God. It's not so we don't have to go through anybody. That's mm -hmm. the whole purpose of God of Jesus coming. He's our mediator. Yeah. So, you know, um, I agree with you. I think that that prayer is a good example of what we should all be doing for our family and friends. Um, I highlighted all the way down to the end. <laughs> I did. I got purple all over the place. Seventeen through. 21 or whatever. Yeah, I did basically as well. Yeah. Um, I think that basic, I think that for whatever reason, you know, J Jacob must have had a, a sense from God telling him that he's supposed to be putting Ephraim first. Mm -hmm. Right. And he should be the one who's going to be a little bit greater than Manasseh. Manasseh is going to be great, but Ephraim's going to be greater. Yeah. And I think that Joseph, as it says, you know, Joseph was upset when he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim and tried to correct him. But even though Jacob was blind, he knew what he was doing. So, yes. you know, he blessed the right one according to what God's will was. Right. So, you know, um, did, go ahead. What, what I take from this is like <laughs> what I love. Like I, I, and I think it still happens today. We get caught up in tradition, right? And this is the way it's supposed to be done. Mm. And one thing that God and Jesus both do, and this is proof of it is, you know, it's not about the tradition. It's, it's mean, you know, one, it's follow and obey God, but mean what you say, say what you mean and do it. And, you know, I think Jacob was, uh, obedient and listening to God on how he should do it. And he wasn't worried about Like he didn't explain himself. He just did it the way that he knew it needed to be done. And he didn't tell Joseph beforehand. He just had, he told him after because he was asked, but it's like, look, it, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I know tradition goes this way, but sometimes traditions are meant to be broken. Traditions aren't, it's, it's not about just being doing it because it's tradition, but doing it for a reason. Right. And I just love that. I just, I just love it. Well, and he was like, you know, like you said, it was, it was, uh, I, it was doing what God's will was, yeah. you know, he wasn't just on his own little trajectory. He's doing right. what God was directing him to do, which is what we all should be doing is all being mm -hmm. in God's will mm -hmm. and, you know, being on target with that. So, and it's about relationships too, you know, it's yeah. about, you know, anyway. Well, and it reminds me, uh, it's, it's talking about Jesus and God bucking from tradition. Um, so there's a song, gosh, I can't remember his name, by a Christian rock artist from like the, probably the 80s, um, called The Outlaw. And he he takes the perspective of how Jesus was an outlaw, uh, according to Jewish tradition. Right. And it's just a very interesting song. Like we... We don't see Jesus as an outlaw, right? Right. Um, but this song really just kind of puts in perspective what was going on in Jesus' day and why why people saw certain people, especially the religious leaders, saw him a certain way. So I, it's just a good song I like. And 
Yeah. Helps satisfy my little rebellion, my rebellious yeah. side, you know. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> oh. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for the chapter today, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we're good. Um, so, um, speaking of Jesus, since we spoke about Jesus and God's relationship and having a relationship, if you haven't chosen Jesus and to have a relationship with him, because he's looking to be your friend, he's looking to have a personal relationship with you. If you haven't done that yet, uh, we are going to go ahead and uh, say the salvation prayer um hopefully today is your day and uh we'd love to hear from you if uh if you decided today was your day uh feel free to let us know um either by messages or email uh, lorraine at email what is it lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org uh, or any one of the platforms you can uh, yes. make comments so but we'd love to hear if you got uh if you got saved today that would be phenomenal um, but let's. Um, Did you want to lead us in that prayer? What's that? Did you want to lead us in that prayer? I am going to lead you in that prayer. I just brought my glasses down on the floor. So anyway, uh, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your Son Jesus Christ on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of our sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, again, uh, if today was your day, congratulations. Uh, we welcome you into the family of Christ you're adopted in. And uh, we always... Uh, encourage you to get to a church, a pastor, uh, find somebody locally that you can get tapped into because uh, you, you shouldn't do this on your own. You should definitely find somebody who's seasoned and get involved. Uh, get involved with a ministry, a volunteer, uh, get into a Bible study, continue doing this. Uh, we always encourage you to keep listening and reading your Bible once a day, yep. five days yep. a week. Uh, what else is there? Oh, and mark it in your Bible. Um, yes. This is the one we use that we've been using, and you can get that at any bookstore, Amazon.com, Barnes Noble. I don't even know if Borns, Borders is still open or not, but anyway. <laughs> Go get your Bible. Mark it today as your new birthday and uh, yes. start living for Jesus. So. Um. All right, so we're on to the little things, right? We are. We are. All right. So I got something. Yeah. I told you I was going to share a little tidbit that I learned from my um, Bible talk. That's, that's TikTok. Bible TikTok. Yes. Bible talk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. anyways. Is there, is there actually Bible TikTok? Well, yeah, because you kind of reference things like, so whatever you, gets on your feed, you call it. There's football talk, there's dance talk, you know, mama talk, okay. cat talk. So people that make these TikToks, you just kind of, whatever, say, okay. you know, right. So I do have a bunch of different preachers and theologians and, and stuff pop up on mine. And what I found interesting recently was, so um, 
I think it's in Luke. The Greek word for no room. So there's, there was no room at the inn, right? When Jesus and Mary came. And so the tradition talks about them having to go to a stable and Jesus being in the manger, right? Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is the Greek word for inn can also be used for guest room. Because later on in the chapter, when they talk about the Last Supper, and again, I don't know if it's Matthew or Luke, but at the end of the chapter, when it's talking about the Last Supper, they use that same word for in, I-N-N, but it means guest room, because that's where they had the Last Supper, was in the guest room. Okay. Now, um, as tradition goes, Jesus is in a stable. He's put in the manger. That's the feed trough. Um, But there is thinking that that's not historically accurate, that they would have actually had to stay in what was what we would call like a family room. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't outside. It was still inside the, the, the building, but they would bring certain animals in at night and feed them in that family room. Okay. So yes, Jesus was most likely put in a manger, a feed trough, but it would have been, you know, inside the house and not out in a, in a, old crickety stable that we 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 kind of get that picture now and we have manger scenes or whatever but it it would have been probably inside the, the main dwelling yes isn't that That's fascinating cool. yeah yes i find that very fascinating i um i'm always interested to hear uh historical facts right you know i love hearing that um i was just watching um so David Jeremiah's church uh, produced a, a movie, a short movie called uh, Why the Nativity? And mm-hmm. it gives you the whole, you know, story from the beginning, you know, when, uh, you know, like when Joseph and Mary were probably like best friends growing up, like they were little kids together growing up. And like they kind of mm-hmm. always knew that they probably would be together, you know, like one of those things. Right, it's, right. Just, it's a cool movie. You should, it's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. Okay. Um, and he does a little bit of like interjecting in the middle of it. Um, I enjoyed it, uh, but I do like it, the fact that he's a historical uh, theologian. You know, he's right, very right. into the histories. And so that, you know, when you brought that up about the manger, that's really, it's so cool to me to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. I find that awesome. I have another tidbit I'll show later on about Revelation that I heard. I knew it when we were reading in Revelation, but I had forgotten about it. And then recently it came up. So I'll share that another time. Well, write that down in your notebook that you're going to share it. I am. Yeah. I'm going to remember because it really is awesome. (laughs) Again, I love hearing that kind of stuff. So. So uh, we are going to probably wrap this up, but I think uh, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Don't get wound up around the axle. Just enjoy it. Don't let, you know, if you didn't get something or if you forgot something or if you didn't get to clean something, don't worry about it. It's okay because, you know what, your friends and your family are going to show up and they just want to be with family they don't care if there's dust on the shelves (laughs) i'm pretty sure it doesn't matter you know 
So we are having, uh, just real quick, we're having uh, my son and his girlfriend are coming down tomorrow from Laguna. So I'm really excited about that. Now, this is interesting because she's Jewish. That's I don't know right. if I revealed that to anybody. What's that? I said, that's right. And yes. isn't Hanukkah ending yes. Sunday or Saturday? It's It started at dusk on Sunday and it lasts okay. for eight days. And I, for anybody who doesn't know the story behind Hanukkah, um, I only know a little <gasps> bit about it. But apparently it had to do with the Maccabees and there was something about oil and this oil was supposed to run out and it ended up lasting for eight days. And that's where there's more to it than that, but it's got to do with this. whole. Anyway, so I asked her because I wanted to be, um, you know, sensitive to her traditions as well. So I asked her, you know, what is there anything you want to incorporate? So apparently one of the things and this kind of works out, um, she says they're supposed to eat fried foods some kind of fried food because of the oil. And so she said, we, our family always traditionally has donuts on Christmas morning. We always do a donut thing. So, and we always get fresh donuts. We run to one of the local places that's open because those are one of the only things that are open around here. Right. And so she said, because they're deep fried, that covers <laughs> one of the traditions that they have. So anyway, <laughs> but we are in the middle of, of Hanukkah right now. So, um, but don't get wound up. Just enjoy your family. Have a great Christmas. Is there anything yes. you want to add there, Mr. Man? No, just have time with family. Um, <laughs> keep reading. We're going to take a, a week off, but uh, we'll be right back in the new year. We will be back that Monday. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah, we all need a, a little bit of a, I mean, you don't want to take a break from reading your Bible. I mean, you can do your own Bible right. study on your own, exactly. obviously. I mean, don't, you know, completely put it aside, but yeah. And we just need a, a little vacation. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody out there, we don't know what time of day you're listening, but we're just glad that you were able to morning, noon or night. We're just uh, happy you were here to watch or listen and uh, we just pray God blesses you during this wonderful Christmas and New Year season. Yep. Amen. Merry Christmas. All right. See you later. <laughs> Bye.